Hello everyone, I'm Gareth Mitchell and welcome to the very first in our podcast series, Exploring Analytical Science. Now as for me, I'm a massive science fan, I also happen to be a long-standing tech radio presenter and I'm a lecturer in science communication and I'll be your guide through these seven podcasts taking you to the front line in analytical science. Today we're finding out all about the Agilent Measurement Suite and some of the exciting science coming out of it. And we have three guests. We'll meet them in just a moment. But first, this podcast comes from Agilent, a global life sciences company providing solutions for the analytical lab. And it's also brought to you by Imperial College London, where I've lived for the last 20 or so years. It does fly by. And of course, we're a world-leading institution for scientific research and education. So you're going to meet three fabulous guests in this podcast. Let's jump in with the first of them, Tony Cass, Professor of Chemistry and also director of the Agilent Measurement Suite at Imperial. Uh, so let's go into some of the history here, if you will, Tony, then. So Imperial's always had a big engagement with industry, hasn't it? And that must be a big part of the story about how this suite came together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's in our founding charter from about 110 years ago that uh, one of our motivations, if you like, was to obviously pursue scholarship, but also to engage with I think useful industry was the term used, but but yes, it's always been part of our, our raison d'etre. And White City's a big part of the story here, isn't it? It is. I mean, as, as you know, historically, Imperial College was based in South Kensington as part of Albertopolis next to the Science Museum and across from the V&A and the Natural History Museum. Uh, but that that space was quite limited in terms of any further growth. And so the college has started to develop a new campus uh, about seven or eight kilometres west of South Kensington in White City. There's so much going on there, isn't it? You've got company spin outs, you've got lots of labs and members of the student body are there as well. Just to paint us a, just a brief picture of what goes on over there. OK, so you can think of that new campus as being essentially dissected by the Westway flyover. And to the north of the West Way, we've got the, uh, the Molecular Sciences Research Hub, the uh, iHub and uh, the Michael Uren Hub, and uh, shortly the School of Public Health, as well as some residential blocks. So uh, with the exception of the iHub, which houses startup companies, they're essentially academic but multidisciplinary uh, organisations. And then to the south of the West Way flyover, there's uh, some uh, fabrication facilities, but largely um, scale space, which is a growth area for companies that have, have sort of outgrown the startup phase. All right, Tony, thanks very much for that. Uh, now, also with us is Maria Ángeles Diaz, and uh, she's Vice President and General Manager Sales for Europe, Middle East and Africa and India at Agilent Technologies. So welcome to the podcast, Maria. And um, tell us more about how this partnership fits into your overall company strategy at Agilent. Hi, Gareth. Thank you very much and very pleased to be here today. So, well, obviously, academia, it's uh, uh, one of the pillars for the world of science. And um, the way that uh, Agilent looks into, into academia and the academic research is that this is one of the basic elements that drives too many breakthroughs in, in both analytical and diagnostic analysis, which are two major focus of our company. But on top of that, Academia, it's also one of the key markets that Agilent uh, uh, serves. And um, 
well, in parallel, academia is producing as well a lot of many other critical advances and uh, uh, developments for many of the other key markets served by Agilent. So when when I think about uh, our company's strategy around academia, well, Agilent has developed products, solutions, programs that are tailored specifically for academia. And uh, uh, always what we keep in mind is how we can meet the needs of the different teaching labs, research labs, core labs, and the broader university requirements. So just to share maybe a few examples about some of the Agilent's academic focus programs, when we look into education, so Agilent provides to many teaching and learning facilities the tools and the programs for teachers and students to make sure that there are opportunities to enrich their curriculum. Thinking about academic research, Agilent seeks opportunities to support academic scientists with technology, technical expertise, and services. And we have as well a great grant program that uh, it's very successful and attracting lots of talent coming from academia. Last but not least, core facilities, where Agilent core facility program provides services, software, training, marketing support to many of these core facilities around the world. Okay, so support is a really big part of the story here, but also collaborations with so many of these research centres and universities. So just talk us through some of that aspect. Indeed. So Agilent's collaborative spirit is uh, exemplified by our track record of successful partnerships with universities and colleges around the world. And uh, this is, of course, underlining Agilent's commitment to support academia. In the Agilent measurement suite, Agilent and Imperial have this fantastic and unique facility, but we have as well some other uh, similar key collaborations with academia globally. I can share with you some examples, Gareth, as the University of Duisburg-Essen, or of course, Imperial College, that this is what we are talking today as well with and, and about, University of Southern California that uh, spends uh, quite a lot of focus on biomolecular characterization, or University of Adelaide, where we are partnering on different uh, areas of work around glycomics, or University of Osaka, where, well, um, we have as well a research alliance laboratory. Last but not least of my examples is the National University of Singapore, where also we have, I could say, a collaborative hub around translation and capture. So throughout our history, Agilent has partnered with academic institutions worldwide. And uh, what we always see is that we can move cutting edge research and education forward, which are great achievements and and goals, actually. And uh, what I could say is that, moreover, the collaborative efforts are also important way to bring new ideas, expertise and knowledge into Agilent, which are basics to support Agilent's R&D efforts. Yeah, that puts it very well. So, Tony, let's come back to you. And maybe you could explain a little bit about the concept of the Agilent Measurement Suite, because it's not a core facility, is it? It's not a traditional core facility in in the way that most universities and and indeed companies run their their analytical capabilities. Uh, I guess the way I would distinguish the AMS, the Agilent Measurement Suite, from a traditional core facility is that we're very much project-based rather than sample-based. 
So for most core facilities, uh, they're essentially a drop-off point for whichever analytical technique uh, is, is needed by the researcher in order to characterize their, their materials and molecules. We've gone down a project-oriented approach where the researchers actually work very closely with us, run their own uh, experimental systems, get, get advice from us on workflows, and essentially take the project that they're working on through its analytical requirements to a, a successful conclusion. Right. And what about the opening then, Maria? That was quite an event, wasn't it? So tell us how it all started. So, well, all of these really started some some time ago in 2019 when we were just uh, having the, I could say, formal opening of the Agilent measurement suite uh, actually in March 2019. So it's already two years back. My goodness, time flies. And um, this is where, well, we were able just uh, together with uh, some of the people that were part of this initial partnership, we were able to just uh, uh, go through the official, the formal opening for this uh, for this suite. But the story started years back where, well, President uh, Alice Gast from uh, Imperial and our CEO, Mike McMullen, met. They were talking about, um, well, what was the opportunity about this partnership between Imperial College and Agilent and uh, the many things that we could really just uh, uh, develop together. And uh, this was uh, just leading to the idea of the partnership. So I think that this is the way that everything started. Right. So and you had that official opening then in March 2019, as you say, already coming up on two years ago. It's amazing. Um, right. At this point, let's uh, bring in one of your colleagues at Agilent. This is uh, Sandra Fischelli, who's Associate VP for Europe, Middle East and Africa. And um I really want to get into what's actually going on there in the suite. We've heard about its genesis, Sandra, but tell me about what goes on there, some of the kit you have there, some of the capabilities at the ANS. Excellent. So thank you, Garrett, and uh, and glad joining you today. And indeed, this is a major facility and, uh, and honestly, really welcoming everyone to have a look passing nearby. This is a fantastic one. And, you know, Agilent has a long history of innovation in, in major lab technologies around the world, and this is exactly what we wanted to reflect in this measurement suite. In the Agilent measurement suite, you will, of course, find our core chromatography system combining innovative technologies and instrument intelligence, mass spectrometry, for instance, with QTOF instrumentation, allowing work and research in, in topics like omics. A walk-up MS system is also at disposal, and as Tony was relaying, at disposal to many scientists that can simply come with their own project, do a quick compound confirmation or whatever. Of course, additional site techniques are also there, such as spectroscopy, automation, and even cell analysis that are part of this suite. And those are all the type of possibilities that can be used at this suite is offering. So, as you can tell, the, the Agilent measurement suite as such is set up with real state-of-the-art of various equipments, which means that it can be used by all kinds of scientists on any complex sample, for instance, doing research on a vast array of topics in any market segment, and with the only and sole objective of being uh, to advance science overall. This is really the key goal, and this is what, with this partnership, we really wanted to offer in terms of capabilities. 
Yeah, and I love the way that you're talking about advancing science overall, that really grand endpoint that we all really care about. But getting there then, what expectations do you have then? How does that break down into your hopes now for the kind of achievements and impacts that we're going to see from the suite? So when we are talking about partnership, this is this is really what has been put in place. And to make it work and to, to make it uh, alive, it has been a tremendous work behind the scene with a strong and well-defined governance structure that has been established between Agilent and Imperial College key stakeholders. This has been about constant exchanges and joint follow-up that were engaged in order to maximize this partnership spirit and to leverage, uh, let's say, the full usage of this uh, impressive facility. And to name few of these at the, the achievements, let's say, within this first year, and we were saying it's already uh, two, two years that uh, the official launch has been undergoing, there has been a lot happening. We have been during the first year, for instance, holding a series of lunchtime seminars, you know, a, a new way, a new approach. And every Wednesday, while showcasing in the suite the instrument portfolio available, the aim really of those lunchtime seminars that were done collaboratively was really to enable the attendees to further develop the understanding of the varied instrumentation at disposal and among all how to use it. So many topics were covered, you know, from the basis of the LC fundamentals or to specific uh, techniques like the LCMS analysis on specific segments as biopharma or bioprocessing. So a lot of diverse topic that really is fulfilling the needs and the requirements of a broad audience. But of course, that's not all, because this partnership there with Imperial College guided Agilent to revisit some of the marketing events. And we had the possibility here, in-house, in the uh, Agilent measurement suite to organize key events such as the Agilent Pharmaceutical Forum or the Food Mass Spectrometry Meeting. So a lot was undergoing and is constantly undergoing. And last but not least, well, this well-engaged partnership has turned into further collaboration and networking opportunities between Agilent and Imperial, such as having our, our EMEA IVP with us today as panelists at, uh, at an Imperial business partner event talking about decision-making under uncertainty, for instance. So this is how we want this partnership to continue to evolve. This is about science, and this is about the many topics that we can address together. That's really what are the expectations and the impact we are foreseeing. And so, Tony, as the uh, director of the suite, what does all that look like for you in terms of the kind of projects that we're going to see, collaborations and so on? Uh, I think the projects themselves are are very diverse. Um, and I think if there was an, an underlying theme, it was that it was around the analysis of complex mixtures, whether those are applications in healthcare or environment or food. You're working in a very complex background of other molecules and materials and looking at often very low concentrations. So the state-of-the-art instrumentation that, that came in really enabled us to, to begin to ask questions that we hadn't been able to ask before simply because we didn't have the technology to, to generate uh, suitable answers. I think in terms of the operation of the suite, one of the the very early decisions we had to make was was how open it should be. As I said, we're not uh, sample based. We're, 
we're project based and therefore that means that we'll get a diverse set of users um, through the Agilent measurement suite and there's always a, a little tension between accessibility and uh, good good working practice by everybody who who's in the in the Agilent measurement suite. And so right from the very start, we took advantage of, of Agilent's iLab software to manage access, to look after training issues, uh, to schedule, um, and also to charge um, for the use of the facilities. So, so running it has actually been quite a painless process. And uh, right from the very start, we, as I say, we designed it to maximize access, but at the same time, to minimise potential uh, issues with instrumentation not being used to its full uh, full potential. Right, so you're getting that trade-off between um, access and indeed capacity and efficient use of that capacity. Yeah, e exactly. Um, and we know that applications always expand to fill the capacity available and then and then beyond that. So, yes. so having a, a transparent um, access operation was also important in giving the users confidence that if they started on a project say that needed uh, access to the the QTOF uh, for example that they would they would continue to have that access right through their project so the official launch then back in 2019 but uh, only a year into the, the the operational life of the suite of course you had your first really big challenge and um, COVID-19 that happened so how have you been able to cope with that? Okay well that's obviously been a big challenge for everybody and and particularly a challenge for laboratory-based work uh, so occupancy of the AMS was reduced to, to maintain the appropriate distancing between people who were working there. And again, the iLabs scheduling software came in very useful because we could uh, use that to ensure fair and, and maximal access to people. Uh, they could see when there was availability that coincided when they would actually be working uh, in the MSRH and, and allowed Trevor Ferris, who's really been the, the hands-on manager of the facility to maintain control over access and instrument uptime, if, if you like. So it caused a slight hiatus, but in fact, the work has continued. And I don't think any of the projects have been any more adversely affected than, than is absolutely minimal. And uh, Maria, I wonder if I can come back uh, to you. It's really about where you see the next steps. I'm going to ask you all this question, but what you hope for, where you want to go from here with the measurement suite. Well, so clearly we are regularly just uh, discussing with uh, the Imperial team and of course, Tony, that is our, our counterpart there about uh, what are, the, what are the, the next opportunities around our partnership. And uh, clearly what we want is to continue just expanding what, uh, well, what's been the first elements of our partnership. And I think that there are still many opportunities that uh, we can look into through the Agilent measurement suite. So what we want is to just to keep expanding the collaboration as much as possible with other imperial groups 
of course, we are working now with uh, some of them as the Imperial Established Metabolomics uh, Network within, uh, within Imperial, which it's uh, becoming critical for a number of uh, very important projects where both company, well, our company and Imperial are working jointly. And of course, as, as we were saying at the beginning, and I think Sandra was mentioning that, our goal is to make sure that we can keep on broadening the, the usage and the utilization of the Agilent measurement suite across all the Imperial departments and, and faculties. And of course, what would be ideal is that since uh, Agilent is engaging with, uh, um, I, I was mentioning before, some other global uh, academic institutions to see how we can just engage all of these uh, academic partners and make sure that, uh, well, we can, we can even achieve, I could say, uh, more open spaces where, where we see opportunities for joint collaboration. So that's what we have on our agenda for, for the next uh, few months. Right. So, Sandra Fischelli, it sounds like quite a, a large to-do list. Lots going on. And you've already spoken about broadening the usage. Uh, what else would you like to add to that then? Where, where next for you? So, I think a lot has been covered. And indeed, this is definitely on our, our priori priority list for the, for the months to come. Let's not forget that uh, this uh, this pandemic that we, we we have all been facing has been also uh, opening side scientific needs, and this is uh, key in regards to us. Let's say managing, uh, let's say the fight against uh, the the current situation, and this has been also leveraging some emerging uh, application opportunities, and this is where the partnership in between uh, our uh, group and uh, the major scientists that are over there is key and this is what is open today for us. This is const constant discussion, constant collaboration, uh, let's say activity and discussion and this is what we do want to maximize for the months to come, definitely. So, Tony Cass, uh, final few words from you then. And of course, the pandemic has been a challenge and an opportunity for the suite. So, how does that place us now? What do you look forward to in the months and years ahead? Well, I think one of the unique features of the suite is that there's a, a regular swap in and swap out of instrumentation and that that has two advantages the most obvious one is that we're we're always working with uh, some of Agilent's most advanced and up-to-date uh, in equipment um, but it also means that we can actually tune the facilities that we offer to the user to the user base to the needs of, of of people currently and uh, and in the future using e uh, the equipment there and so we've already made modifications some equipment that was being not very heavily used has moved out and uh, equipment that's going to be used by different groups has has moved in so i think that's been a unique feature we want to keep that keep that going the other thing that we're looking forward to is, um, as uh, as Maria and, and Sandra mentioned, interactions with the other Ag Agilent Centres of Excellence, particularly those at the University of Southern California and uh, National Uni uh, University of Singapore. And in fact, we're already planning a three-way joint meeting between the institutions to look for common interests and common uh, capabilities. 
All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, Tony. That is Tony Cass at Imperial. And also in this first edition of our podcast series, you've heard today from Maria Angeles Diaz and also Sandra Fischelli, both of Agilent Technologies. And in the episodes ahead, we're going to drill down a little deeper. We're going to find out specifically about some of the work that's going on and has been going on in the suite. And you have to come back in the next episode because we're going to be discussing a subject that is very close to my own heart and my stomach. We're looking at cheese and the science of determining the flavour of different kinds of cheeses. That is going to be a fun one and very insightful as well. Lots of analytical science to get into then. So join us for that. Uh, But for now, from me, Gareth Mitchell, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye.